Welcome to Conscious Corner, brought to you by Conscious Coaching, Inc., the show that talks about divorce, step and blended families, and all the dynamics that go along with it. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening. I want to give a shout out to my team, Joel, at East Coast Studio, who makes us sound amazingly great every single week, and you can reach him at eastcoaststudio.ca. And to the Music Assembly, who provides the music at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. And you can reach them at themusicassembly.com. So, hi again. Thank you for listening. Welcome anyone who is new to the show. This week, we are going to celebrate Mother's because it is Mother's Day today. So, I want to first give a shout out to all mothers out there, every single one of you. There are all kinds, and we'll talk about that. Mothers should be honored, should be celebrated, should be loved. And we at Conscious Coaching want to just say a great, great thank you for being moms, for continuing to create the population in the world, for bringing love, for bringing your joy and your peace and your wisdom. So thank you, and... Everyone out there, you know, celebrate your mom today. And if you can't be with them, call them, text them, email them, write them, or think about them, pray for them, do something for your mom today, and they deserve it. So with that, I'm going to start our show. So today we're going to talk about what it is to be a mom. I'm going to take a different spin on this a little bit because there are lots of things out there that you can read about or listen to that talk about you know, what it is to be a mom. It's things like caring and being there and providing and all those things. But the take I'm going to do this week and talking about what it is to be a mom is to reference all kinds of moms out there. So when I was researching and, and looking into the topic for today's show about moms, I started noticing that, and even just within my own life, There are many people that I call mom, and I put mom in quotes because there are really all kinds of moms out there and who we look to as sort of a mother figure. And so then I started thinking about, okay, well, what is it then to be a mom? And what makes me look at these people as though they're a mom or a mother figure to me? What do other women out there who who act like a mom or who people refer to them as mom, and again, I say in quotes, or make them feel like they're a mom, what is it that they're doing that they're bringing to the table to make people feel like that? So I'm going to go over some titles of these moms, and there are many of them, ones that I use myself, ones that I have read and heard, and ones that I know uh, friends have said to other people or even to me. There are all kinds of moms. So I'm going to I'm going to say them out and then we'll talk about them. So there's new mom and we all know what new mom is, you know, it's the ones they just had a baby or they just adopted a baby. So there's new mom, there's foster mom, some a mom who's a foster parent and fostering. There's stepmom, we all know stepmom, grandmom or grandma, adoptive mom single mom, immigrant mom. That was a new one for me, immigrant mom. And we'll talk about that. Mother-in-law, there's school mom, friend mom, work mom, pet mom, 
Sister Mom. And these are just few. These are the ones that I know of and that I've read about. And I'm sure many people out there have others that they refer to someone as mom. So if you use mom at the end of of a title that you're giving someone, write in and let me know. I'm so curious to know what other people have titles for as mom. You know, just like that, like your work mom, your boss mom, your sister mom, your pet mom, like things like that. So I'm going to go over these now. And at the end of the show, I'm going to show some some tips and some similarities that I found amongst all these and what makes a mom and what I conclude makes a mom from all of this. So new mom, like I said, new mom, we all know what a new mom is. Someone who is new to motherhood, is new to having a child in their life, is new to all the things that go on with the upbringing of another human being. So a new mom, a new mom doesn't necessarily mean that you have had to have carried that child for the nine months and delivered that child. Like I said, it could be a new mom could be a stepmom. Maybe that stepmom has never had children before, so they are a new mom. Maybe it's an adoptive mom. They are new. They didn't have, they didn't carry the child for nine months and didn't deliver it, but they are a new mom because it's new to them in their life. Could be a foster mom. Maybe this is the first time you're having a child in your life and you're fostering that child. Could be a foster mom. So new mom could have many different faces and the way that they are becoming a new mom could vary, but it's still new to them. So there's new mom and we hear that all the time. Oh, I'm a new mom. Next is stepmom. We all know what stepmom is. Stepmom the mom who has come into the family through marriage of a partner who has children. So they're taking on that role as, as a mother. They've stepped into the, to a role of a mother in some respect. And again, they may have children of their own or they may not. So they are a stepmom. They're stepping into that role. There's grandmom and Grandmoms, you know, we all love them. Grandmas are, are are awesome because they are like the older, wiser woman who tends to just be way more relaxed, that's for sure. A lot, I will say most grandmas, not all, but most, they tend to be more relaxed. It's always the grandma that always ends up giving the child everything that they ever want, even though parents say no. So you always love going to grandma's house. But they are that mom as well because they also do still mother and care and nurture in that way. So there's grandma. Adoptive mom. Adoptive mom is, as we all know, the you know, the parent who now has has taken on that child. So has adopted that child, has brought them into their family. It is not their their biological child, but they are taking on that role of being that child's mother now. They're the one who will be raising them and guiding them and supporting them and, and caring for them and all those things. So adoptive mom is definitely on the list. And it's a name of a mom that we all know. Single mom, you know, is a woman who is taking care of the children on her own. Not that she had children on her own. Obviously, she needed, you know, a sperm donor at least to actually create the child. But she is doing the act solely on her own. And a single mom can, it can happen in many forms. Maybe maybe a woman chose to be a single mom and and just wanted to raise a child on her own and chose that route. And that's why she's a single mom. It could be through divorce that you're a single mom. It could be through death that you're a single mom. 
many ways that you can end up being a single mom, sometimes by choice, sometimes not. Yes, there are many single moms out there, and uh, they are great moms. Immigrant mom. Immigrant mom was a new one to me. It was something that I had read in an immigrant mom. So it's a mom who is a new immigrant to a country, and she is a mother. But with an immigrant mom, there are so many things that are so new to her that she now has to instill in her children and take on, and a lot of challenges that she has to overcome as a mother for her children, as an immigrant mom, because there's things when you emigrate to a new country, the things that they have to now look at, cultures that ha- that vary, that sh- they have to get used to, you know, school, different ways of living, different economies in that, and stresses that come with being a new- an immigrant mom. And that, you know, when you're raising children, that they have to think about, that they have to adjust to, because it is a big adjustment. So immigrant mom was a new one for me. And in the other end, an immigrant mom is, from what I've read, is also someone who is an immigrant to the country, but is mothering someone in some in some way, and but bringing her own her own culture and her own practices, her own beliefs, her own stories, and and her own ways of doing things to someone else, to someone new. And they refer to her as immigrant mom because it's new. It's it's a new way rather than the way of that person, you know, who who maybe grew up in that country. So that's also a, a reference of how people say immigrant mom, which it, which was interesting to me, but a really nice concept because when you can bring different ways of thinking and culture to, to someone, I th- just think it opens up their whole world. And the more you know about the world around you, I think it makes you better people. Now we go to mother-in-law. We all know mother-in-law. Mother-in-law is the mother of our partner. I have always had great relationships with mother-in-laws, with my mother-in-laws. And I say it in plural because, yes, I have been married before and divorced. So always great relationships. I know mother-in-laws oftentimes get this really negative uh, stigma to them as though, oh, the mother-in-law. But mother-in-laws, many are superb. I can't speak for all. I don't know all. But they're great. And it's great to have that second mother, and especially the mother of your partner. I mean, this is the person who raised the person that you love, that you're with for life. So how can you not love and admire them back and appreciate and thank them? Because the person that you are with that you love, they raised that person. So, you know, they've had some some play into their into into who they are. So yeah, let's love the mother in laws. Uh, school mom and school mom was a funny one to me. So where I heard school mom was actually through my stepson when he was in I believe it was like grade six. He came to me one day and his teacher had told him something and he said, you know, I feel like I have three moms. I have my mom. I have Yulia as my stepmom and I have my teacher as my school mom. And it made me laugh because you never actually think of, of the teachers as school moms. And a lot of kids may look at them in that way. Like this is another school mom because when you look at it and think about it, you're teachers, your uh, women teachers do take on that role because 
they are caring for your children when when you're not there. They're looking after their well-being. They're understanding. They're listening to them. And the little ones, you know, they're actually doing the physical acts too of helping them put on their clothes and their boots and taking them to the bathroom and things like that and hugging them when they are sad and talking to them when they need someone to talk to. So they are taking on that mother role in the school. They're teaching them. They're teaching them not only in their lessons, but also things that they may do do outside of the classroom. So yeah, there's a school mom and kids may look at their teachers and reference them as that's my school mom. And I really actually loved that. I think it's actually a great title for teachers because sometimes they do get a bad rap. They get to hear a lot of the blaming when things go bad in school and that. But when you look at it, kids love their teachers. And if you think about it as the, that's my kid's school mom, it kind of makes that that role seem even better because they're sort of taking your place when you can't be there. So I think that's a great thing. So there's school mom. There's friend mom. So I've been referred to as friend mom there are some people who have an who have a natural ability just to sort of take on that motherly role who are very maternal and nurturing. Not to pat myself on the back, but I I do believe I'm one of those people, but I have been since I was young. All through high school, I was called as the friend mom, as the mom of the group. And just naturally it came to me that you know, when there were things to organize or get together or when it came to talking to my friends when they needed someone to talk to. I was always the go-to. I was always there to pick them up and and to give them that that encouragement and thing and uh, or the hugs that they needed or anything. And then I have done that through my entire adult life, which is then why I ended up becoming a coach and helping people through their life struggles too and being there for people. So always refer to as a friend mom. And I'm sure many of you out there who are listening have a friend mom. They're the friends that are your go-tos, your go-to to listen, to group, and the ones that are take on that more motherly nurturing role amongst your friend group. So there's friend mom, work mom, that again, through work, and I have also referred to some colleagues as my work mom, because there are those women in your workplace who do take on that role too, whether they purposely do it or or just comes naturally to them. There is uh, oftentimes in a workplace that one older woman, or and I shouldn't say older woman, that one woman, and I'm sorry, typically I say that because moms are typically older. Like my mom is older than me, thank God. That would be really weird. And uh, <laughs> But it doesn't have to be an older woman. That one woman in the office that you go to when you need some support at work, when you need to maybe just vent about work, when you need to talk to some someone about work, who gives you that caring, that pick-me-up, that understanding. So there is the work mom. And I think everywhere, every workplace I've, I've worked at, I've always had a work mom. There's a pet mom. Pet mom, I hear it all the time. I'm a pet mom. I love being a pet mom. You know, when I first got a pet, I thought it was weird. I thought, I'm never going to do that because that's crazy. Those people are crazy, you know, crazy pet owners calling themselves mom. And then you end up calling yourself mom. I'm calling my dog and I'm saying, okay, come to mom. Or my husband will say, okay, go to mom. Or who's calling you? Is that mom calling you? So I'm a pet mom. And 
I have, you know, my my relatives, my sisters, my sister-in-law, all so all we, we all have pets and and we're pet moms and I see people in the park and they're pet moms because it's that it's that nurturing, it's that nurturing and caring for that other thing and in this case that other animal it's a pet it's something that you care for that you that you grow that you love that you spend time with that you that you give your all to so so yeah there are pet moms lots of pet moms out there and last one that i have is sister mom i'm a sister mom so i'm the eldest of four siblings so i've always been referred to as a sister mom because you know, especially as an older sibling, you often end up taking on that role of parenting as well. And it just comes naturally. And, you know, of course, because you're also mirroring and emulating what your parents are showing you because you also have responsibilities that are sometimes greater than all your the siblings who come after you. So you end up taking on that parenting role. And I remember growing up, my sister's always commenting and being so angry, saying, you're not my mom, you're not my mom. Or on the other end, they if they were being sarcastic and they'd be like, okay, mom, yes, okay, yes, I have another mom. So they'd be saying things like that. So I am a sister mom because I am always looking out for my sisters, for their well-being. When it came to discipline even, I would often be the ones to discipline them or put them in line and say, hey, like this is out of line. And, you know, where do you get off doing that? Or anything like that. Or who do you think you're talking to? So you do take on that parenting role. So there are sister moms. And for anyone who has a sister out there, especially an older sister, look at it. They, you probably also have that same position as well, where you are now a sister mom. You're a sister, but you also kind of feel like a mom as well in that respect because you're mothering your your younger siblings. So those are the different kinds of moms, I, as I say in quotes, that I've heard, that I've been referred to, that I refer to, that I've read out there. And I'm sure there are so many more. Again, write in and tell me. But I will say this, the elements that I have seen through all of these different forms of moms, there are four that stand out to me and why I feel we call them mom. The first one is they give of themselves. So what makes a mom? You know, here we have a whole ton of references to mom and different kinds of moms. But altogether, what makes a mom? So the first thing is they give of themselves. The act of mothering is giving of yourself for someone else. When you can give of yourself for someone else, when you can put yourself aside, like your emotions aside, your wants and needs aside for someone else, in my opinion, that is an act of mothering. And and that is what is a common thread even through all these different forms of moms that I've seen. They, they give of themselves. And that's an act of mothering. The second one is they all listen. They take the time to listen. So a big part of mothering in any respect, whether you're a work mom, a biological mom, a new mom, a stepmom, a friend mom, whatever kind of mom you are, you take the time to listen because you have to listen to, to your child, to your colleagues, to, to your friends, 
even to your pets. You know, pets speak to you, of course, not verbally. That would be either really creepy or just, you know, a, a gold mine. But, right, but they speak to you. You know, they let you know when they have to go out. They let you know when, when they need to be fed. So in all forms, moms, take the time to listen. Take the time to listen to what to what that person is saying to them so that they can absorb it and then know how to give of themselves to that person. That is a very common thread. If you're a teacher mom, you listen all the time to your students. And it's the one thing that makes people feel as though that is a mom. That's why they'll refer to you as mom because you take the time to listen. And that's a big, that's a key part of any relationship But a key part for like a mother relationship, because how you get to learn about about that person that you care about, about your child, your student, your colleague, your pet, is listening. When you can listen, then you know more about them. And the closer you can be, you can teach them, you can mentor them, you can show them, you can advise them better. So listening is a key element for all these forms of moms. The next one is... The common thread, again, through all of them is then they advise and mentor. So again, the listening goes hand in hand because then you can advise. In all these forms of motherhood, you're advising, you're mentoring, you're showing, you're nurturing that person. And that's what makes them a mom. And, you know, whether you're a school mom, a new mom, a stepmom, an immigrant mom, a sister mom, any kind of mom... You are nurturing, advising, giving of them your knowledge, your experience, uh, what you know. That is a common thread through all of these forms of mom is doing that. And the last one, the last one I'm going to say may be obvious, but they love. And they love in some way. New mom, stepmom, adoptive mom, a grandma, a sister mom, a, a school mom, All of these moms, they all love. They love people. They love giving. They love nurturing. They love listening. They love doing for others. And then they love that person. When you love what you do, then you end up loving that person, loving those people. That then is like the biggest the biggest factor is that they love. It's not always a given that you're going to love that person, but they all love something. They love what they do. They love the fact that they get to give advice. They love the fact that they get to help people because in general, they love humanity. They love humans. They love humankind. They love giving. They love seeing growth. They love seeing happiness. And that is what being a mom is, is that love for giving And so, and that goes back to my number one, they love giving of themselves because to be a mom, you have to give of yourself, right? Because then it becomes no longer just about you. It becomes about other people, the one that you either gave birth to or you've accepted into your life or that you're teaching or that you're working with. You love other people, you've accepted them. So it's no longer about you. All of these things, all of these elements, the giving of yourself, the listening, advising, mentoring, and nurturing, and the, the love that you have for that person or for, or for what you're doing, all makes it so that you, that is what being a mom is. And you can take that in so many forms 
from being a natural biological mother to an immigrant mother, a pet mom, a school mom, a sister mom, and any kind of mom. That is what makes you mom, is all of those things together. And those are the common threads that I found, or the common factors that I found among all of these types of moms. There are many more out there. And so for anyone who is any one of those types of moms, I say Happy Mother's Day to you. Because it's not just about, you know, the mom who gave birth. It's about all forms of moms. And there are so many out there that we want to respect and we want to say thank you. And we want to love all of you because in some way you have exhibited all of the things of what a mom is. Thank you to all of you out there, the all kinds of moms, because without you, we don't actually have humans. We don't actually have great, kind, loving humans that can carry on that role of motherhood in whatever aspect and whatever form that is. So thank you to all the moms out there, all the kinds of moms, and thank you for doing what you do best, for giving of yourselves, for listening, for advising and mentoring, and for your just pure love of of us, of humans, of people, of children, of of colleagues, of pets, of friends, of everything. Thank you for your love. So thanks to everyone. And thank you for listening. And if you've heard or been called a mom in some form and have a name for it, write me, tell me, share your stories of motherhood with me and and what you know about being a mom in whatever respect you, you feel as though you're a mom. You can connect with me at ConsciousCoachingInc.com or send me an email, Leah at ConsciousCoachingInc.com. Go to the Facebook page. Again, it's Conscious Coaching Inc. You know, share your stories there. I love to hear them all the time. And I would love to share them again on a, on a, on a future episode. So go ahead and share. And again, thank you for connecting with me always. And share this post to all the moms that you know, because that is how we can continue to share our love for people and for mothers out there. And so now I'm going to move on to Leah's Likes. Leah's Likes, part of the show that I talk about things that I like that make my day feel better. So I share them with you in hopes that it will make your day feel better as well. Because we always need something in our day to be a little pick-me-up to make our day feels brighter and better. So Leah's Likes this week. I always like to start off with something that tackles the brain because I always like to keep the brain active. This week, I'm going to talk about brain teasers. Now, I... Forgot about these for a while, and I went to a friend's house. She brought out the little brain teasers. You know those little metal, pieces of metal that are twisted up, and you have to link them together. But it's almost, it's it's incredibly hard to link them together. And oftentimes, it's like the easiest tap, and all of a sudden, they're together. It almost feels like magic, but it's not. My girlfriend and I sat there, because it was her daughter's toy that she had gotten, you know, probably for a good 45 minutes, the two of us trying just touching, fiddling, linking, snapping these things, twisting them, you know, and just by my nature, I needed to do it. I just had to figure it out. And so finally, my friend ended up getting it. And so, but then it was the, you know, the point now we have to get it apart again, same mind twisting game. But at the end, 
it was really rewarding when you got it. And so it really does tackle the mind. And I forgot about them. And they're a great source to keep your brain really sharp and active because you always want to exercise that muscle. And the little brain teasers are a great way to do that. I'm going to give you a link. You can buy them on Amazon. They're really cheap. And you get a whole little box of it. And they're all different kinds. So go to the show notes and I'll give you I'll give you the link to get some because they're really good to keep your brain active, even as an adult. You know, and sometimes if you're sitting on your way to work, if you're in transit, if you do take transit, or if you're on a log drive on a long drive and as a passenger, I don't please don't do it while you're driving. If you're just sitting at home one night, just fiddle with them even while you're watching TV, just fiddle because it, it it's the action of doing that will keep the brain active. Try them out. Again, they're good for children, great for children to keep their minds sharp and great for the adult brain as well. So that's my brain indulgence for this week. My health indulgence is greens. So we don't eat enough greens. And I've been told this time and time again, and I like green vegetables, don't get me wrong, but I'm not one to eat them all the time. And I have been actively trying to incorporate them more and more into my diet because they are really good. They're good for so many things. They're good for your digestive system. They're also good for your brain. They're good for your iron levels. They're good for energy, for uh, cleansing, overall body health. Greens are very, very good. They're very good for weight loss for people who are looking to lose weight. Incorporating more greens into your diet really helps with that. So I'm going to say for health, my tip of the week is incorporate more greens into your diet, green vegetables. So whether it be lettuces, you know, but you want the dark green ones, spinach, broccoli, cucumbers, green peppers, green vegetables in general are probably one of the healthiest forms of food you can eat. And they're so good for you. So I'm incorporating them more and more. And I I do like it. Like my body does feel when I snack on things, I'll snack on a celery now. It's not for weight loss. Even if you're not trying to lose weight, it's just good for your own health. It's good for your heart health as well. So incorporate more greens in your diet. My last is my indulgence of the week. My indulgence, I will say this week is a foam topper mattress. So my husband and I, we were thinking about getting rid of our mattress and trying to buy a new one. And then we thought, okay, let's try a foam topper and see if that at least can prolong the life of our mattress a little bit more and we can hold out a little bit longer before getting a mattress. And we went to Costco to get this. So, and I will post the one that we got on the site. You can get it through Costco or you can get it through Amazon. It's on uh, both forms. I'll post it so you can have a look. And, and if you want to purchase it, great, go ahead. But we got this foam top mattress. Since we have gotten that, our bed has never felt better. I have never had such a comfortable sleep in my life. And I'll tell you, that is probably one of the biggest indulgences I've had is that pillow, that foam top mattress. Oh my goodness, all I want to do is just go lie in my bed. If I could lie in my bed all day, it would be so fantastic because it is like this soft little thing that sort of caresses and envelops your body. And when you lie there, you just feel like you want to melt. Like it really does help 
relieve the stress of the day and sort of melts everything away because it just conforms to your body and it feels so great. So that is my big indulgence of the week is is that foam top mattress. If you are looking to, you know, maybe get rid of your mattress, maybe it's a little old, if you're on the fence about it, look into a foam top mattress because it one, it will increase the longevity of your mattress. It also gives you a little bit longer. Maybe you need to save up for a mattress because they're not cheap. So it can prolong that time a little bit more. And oh my goodness, you will have a phenomenal sleep because it is so comfortable. I will post it on my show notes. That is my indulgence for the week. So with that, I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the stories, sharing my podcast. I encourage you to continue to share the podcast and continue to connect with me. That is how we stay connected to each other as a community because we are here to help and support each other. Again, you can connect with me through Leah at ConsciousCoachingInc.com. Go to the Facebook page, the website, because we are all here together. We are all here to help each other out. Because we're a community, we help, we build, support each other, and know that you are never alone because I'm Leah and I'm in your corner. 